Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the most frequently asked questions that I receive, and it's something I see so many artists struggle with, and that is pricing our art. And I just want to say I get it because I remember the first time someone offered to buy a painting from me and they asked me about the price and it was a painting that I had in my house and uh, I was really quite surprised as somebody even asked if they wanted to buy it. So when they asked what the price would be, I just, I just threw out a number hoping it wouldn't be too high, but I really had nothing to base the price on. Um, the painting was about a 36 inch by 48 inch. And so I just blurted out $900. Um, and the reason I did that is there was no way that I thought somebody would pay me a thousand dollars or more for a painting. So I just thought, oh, I'll just keep it under a thousand. So I blurted out a 900, but the collector immediately said, I'll take it. And it was awesome. Um, but she said it so fast that doubt immediately crept in, like whether I was pricing it high enough. So today we're going to talk about how to move past any doubt and find pricing that really works for us, for our collectors and our art businesses. But before we do that, first, let's talk about the blocks. There are many blocks that can come into play when we're pricing our art. And artists are apprehensive about pricing and selling our art for many reasons. One of those reasons could simply be imposter syndrome. Like, who are we to charge what we want to charge for our art? Who are we to um, make money doing what we love? I mean, the who are we is the imposter syndrome is really uh, never ending. But another thing is, you know, lack of knowledge. When we're thinking about pricing our art, one thing I thought about is well, I didn't go to art school. You know, I, I don't have enough knowledge. I've only been, especially in the case of that painting, I've only been painting for a year. Who am I? I don't have the knowledge. Uh, and maybe you're thinking that as well. But also there could be other lingering insecurities you might have that you would really need to dismantle. And maybe it was just as simple as an offhanded comment from someone that maybe said, you know, art isn't a real job. Or, you know, I've also talked to artists who have family members is like, you know, who do you think you are? I don't, I don't know if anybody really pay for that, you know, shitty comments like that. But once we know that we are playing mental games with ourselves when it comes to art, then we can make space for more logic and real hard numbers to come in that make us feel more comfortable. Because thinking objectively about our pricing 
is the only way to break through all that doubt and start getting paid for the work that we're doing. Now, before we talk about pricing, I just want to tell you, I'm so freaking proud of you for putting your art out there, period. Whether you're getting paid for it or it's unpaid, it doesn't matter. I'm just, it takes a lot of courage to do that. But if you want to get to where you want to go in terms of, you know, making more money by selling your art, then you've got to know how to price your work and how to get comfortable with those prices. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. I want you to feel confident in pricing your art because when we are confident that we've priced our art correctly, it saves us time and it saves us money and it saves us emotional energy. So think about this. If a painting sells or doesn't sell, particularly if it doesn't sell, we could ask ourselves, oh, I wonder if it was the price. Did I price this painting too high? Um, but also when we are confident about our pricing, it keeps us from giving <laughs> unwanted discounts to whoever just is interested in a piece of your work. I am so guilty of this. So, I, And honestly, even after 20 years, I still will struggle um, struggle with this because if I know somebody or there's a friend or somebody, I'll immediately want to go, oh, I'll just give you a you know 10% discount or a 20% discount. But when you're confident in the pricing of your art, you are much more willing to stand with your feet a little wider knowing that your pricing is spot on and it's absolutely worth it. The other thing is that when we talk about pricing, this is a big one. What we don't want to do when it comes to pricing is we don't want to price our art in regards to which piece is our favorite and which piece is our least favorite. And, and just to elaborate on that a little bit, there are pieces that just, you know, come out remarkably good. Sometimes there are pieces of art that I paint that I feel like I'm wrestling to the ground um, for days. And that, you know, when I'm finished, I'm like, oh, I like that. But then there's others that I paint. And at the end, I'm like, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> How did that happen? So in those holy shit moments, you know, I would have a tendency to price that art a little bit higher, but you can't do that. That is not the way to price your art. All right. And, and here's an example of, um, how this has worked out for me just, you know, within the last year is I work with an incredible social media person on my team. Her name is Chelsea. And the way that we set up social media is we'll want to make sure that we're posting paintings on our Instagram feed. And Chelsea will go in and we have a file of unsold paintings and she'll pull uh, a, a painting from the file and then she will use that and, and post it. And this one particular time she posted, she pulled a painting and posted it. And it was a painting that I had painted six years ago. Now, I don't know about you, but the art that I'm creating today versus the art that I created six years ago, I feel like the art today is so much better. 
And so I wouldn't necessarily have, well, not necessarily, I for sure would not have picked this painting to post. And I for sure wouldn't have um, thought that the pricing of this piece was uh, what it would be. But what Chelsea did is she knows my pricing, and I'm going to talk a little bit more and be very candid with you about my pricing. She knows my pricing. Um, she knew the size of the painting and she put it on Instagram and lo and behold, the piece sold and it was, it was like $5,000. Now, if I had used pricing of what's my favorite piece, that's not what I would have done. I would not have picked that painting and I would not have picked that price. So we're going to talk about the two different ways that artists tend to price their art and I'm going to tell you one way that I don't agree with that doesn't work. Now, and I know there's going to be plenty of people out there that will want to disagree with me. That's totally fine. And then I'm going to tell you the way that I price my art and that I have taught thousands of artists to price their art. And it's just so much more effective. So the first way is the your supply cost plus your time equaling the price of the painting. Okay. So I know a lot of artists want to price it this way. And, and that's because, you know, the cost of supplies are very real to us as artists and they can be very expensive. Um, and then when you add in our time, you know, the, the price of, for each of us and what our time is worth is different for everyone. And that's why it's not necessarily ideal. Um, so supplies could be anywhere from the paint that you use, the canvas or the substrate that you use, marking tools, varnish, mediums. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know, supply costs for artists can just, they can just be exorbitant if we just continue to buy more and more supplies. Um, the other thing that goes into this formula, obviously, is time. And when you consider that time is your, our most valuable asset, and once we use it, we can't get it back, that means that our time is really worth money, right? But the other thing that goes into it with this formula is, you know, like expertise, because we spend money on training and we spend money on workshops and you know, maybe you've gone to art school, so there's so there's that cost. And other costs could be, you know, maybe it's your studio space or, you know, if you don't have studio space, there could be other costs depending on the medium that you use. So if you're a potter, you know, your wheel, you know, different things like that. So if you use this cost plus time equals the price of the painting, there are so many different variables that don't make it ideal. And so what I mean by that is that you could have one artist that uses cardboard as a substrate. And I have seen this, by the way, I was in a restaurant. This was, oh my goodness, this was probably 15 years ago. And this was a fancy schmancy restaurant. And on the wall was hanging a gorgeous piece of art. It was a huge piece of cardboard that the artist had painted on and it was um, behind a piece of glass to protect it. But my point is that one artist could use cardboard as a substrate 
where um, another artist could have, you know, expensive canvas. They could have, you know, fine sable brushes and using the finest paint. But at the same time, you know, the artist that has the uh, the art that's painted on the cardboard, it could actually be a better quality piece of art than the artist that has, you know, spent all of the money on the fancy substrates and the fancy supplies. So we just can't use that as a formula that we can use day in and day out to price our art. But a formula that we can use that I have found it to be so effective is what's called the comps method or comps meeting comparables. And um, you see this a lot with real estate. And when you are able to use comps and turn that into a price per square inch model, that is um, something that can translate to every single painting that you do. So let's elaborate a little bit on what I mean by comps and how it relate, you know, to real estate. So first of all, if you were going to sell your house, you would look at comparables or comparable homes in your area, right? So one of the things that you would look at is you would look at the age of the house. So if you can't compare the price of a house that was built in say like 1980 with a house that was built last month. Uh, another thing you would look at for comps is similar style. So if I'm going to sell my house and um, I've got a house that was, you know, very contemporary, I wouldn't want it to compare it to a house that was, you know, maybe um, kind of a basic ranch style house that doesn't have, you know, all of the features. So first there's the age, then there's the style. And then the other comp is the quality of the home. So you can't compare a home that was built by like a custom build versus another versus another home that is like maybe a track house. There's just, that's just not the same quality of house. So how does that relate to how we price our own art? So we are going to look at comps from other artists who have similar, ready, similar age. So what that would mean is not the age of the artist, but really looking at the artist experience. So look at artists with um, the, like maybe who have been painting in a similar amount of time. It doesn't have to be exact, but what you don't want to do is you don't want to compare, let's say you're an emerging artist. You don't want to compare the prices of an artist who is maybe museum quality and has been painting for 30 years. You want to compare your style of painting with other artists who have a similar style. So let's say that you paint in abstract expressionism, you wouldn't want to compare your prices to another artist that say paints in realism. They're just, you want to do apples to apples is where I'm going with this. Now, the hardest one to discern is quality because you're going to want to price your art um, in the judging the quality of your work versus the quality of other artists work. And the reason this can be tricky is because 
anytime we feel like we are getting better or our art is getting better, um, I just find that we have a tendency to believe that our art may be slightly better or higher quality than it is. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Maybe I'm the only one that's ever done that. But I know that when I thought, this was years ago, when I thought my art was so much better than it was when I first started painting, I started applying to galleries and I was, uh, I quickly learned that uh, my art wasn't quite where it needed to be yet. So when we are trying to discern our prices, we need to really try to look as honestly as possible at the quality of our art versus other artists. So once you look at several artists' work that are comparable to yours, look at the price of their paintings. And when you do that, you'll be able to come up with an average price per square inch. Okay. So how do you come up with an average price per square inch? Well, you want to look at the height times the width in inches to get your total inches for that painting. So an example of that would be, let's say you've got a a painting that is a 30 inch by 30 inch that is going to be 900 total square inches. And, um, that's how you get your, your, uh, you know, how to find like how many inches are in a painting. And then you look at what is the average price of those paintings. And let's say a, a painting, um, that sells for $900, that's going to be a price per square inch of $1. Now for all of you out there who are like me and you hate math and that was tricky, you can pause this <laughs> right now <laughs> and just look at, okay. 30 inches times 30 inches is 900 inches. Uh, if the painting is $900, that is, you know, $1 per square inch. All right. So to give you an example of just my pricing, when I first started pricing my art, I started at 50 cents per square inch and found that that was a really good um, sweet spot to be able to sell my work. Um, I think it's important to note that that 50 cents per square inch was, um, that was for an average size of around 30 by 40 inches. And we're going to talk more about how pricing changes when the, the painting goes up in size and when the painting goes down in size. Now, after many, many years, my art sells for anywhere from $3 per square inch to $4.85 per square inch. And that is all depending on the size. And and let's talk about that, okay? Um, yes, size matters. <laughs> size always matters, okay? I'm going to stand by that forever because I'm just, I'm always a toddler, but I, I don't know, I, I just love that. But it really, really does matter when it comes to pricing our paintings. So here's the general rule. The general rule is that the smaller the paintings, the price per square inch goes up and the larger the painting, the price per square inch goes down. All right. So as an example, my average size painting is like 
Um, on the smaller side is really probably around 30 by 30 is really the smallest uh, average size. I'm going to get to this, the smallest average size. And then the largest average size is around a 48 by 60 inch. Okay. So in that average size, that's what my like $3.25 per square inch price is. But if I go significantly smaller, like when I release a little things collection of my 12 inch by 12 inches, those prices go up to the $4.85 per square inch. And then in the same way, if I paint a really large painting, let's say I paint a seven foot by nine foot painting, then that price, instead of being $325 or $350, is going to go down to $3 per square inch. So there are a few things that go into this, remember, but if we continue to price by square inch, then it takes out all of the guessing of, is this my favorite painting or is this that my favorite painting? Um, or is this my least favorite painting? So this is a way that we can price our art consistently. So that's if we are pricing original art, right? But what if we are going to be pricing prints or we're going to be pricing giclés? So when we're pricing prints, I'm sorry to tell you this, but there is no single rule for pricing prints. And the reason for that is because there is so much that goes into pricing prints and there are so many variables that it's hard to have one way. So for instance, um, you could have a limited edition of prints versus an open edition of prints. You could have an edition of prints that are signed, or you can have an edition of prints that are not signed. You can have prints that are numbered and you can have prints that are not numbered. And then, so there, there's so much that goes into it. I think what I need to do is I need to create an entire podcast around just pricing prints and I'll, I, I will do that. So be looking for that in the future, but let's talk about giclés because um, when it comes to prints that are done as a giclés, um, giclée normally is going to be about one fifth of the original price of the art. So let's say you've got a, a price of art that is an original that is priced at a thousand dollars. If you take one fifth of that, if you divide it by five, then the giclée would be $200. So that's pricing original art and pricing giclées. Let's talk now about pricing commissions, because I know a lot of artists price commissions differently than they price originals. And the reason for that is, you know, there's a lot that goes into commissions. If you have an original piece that's already created and it's already done and you've got a collector that's like, holy shit, I love that. I will take it. Then there's really no adjustments that need to be done. But when you're working with commissions, then there's so much more. You've got so much more input and there's, um, you know, oftentimes it doesn't feel as free. And so I know artists that will sometimes price commissions up to 50% more 
than their um, original paintings that have already been creative. Now, you get to decide what that is, but in general, I like to say that if you're going to do a commission, I would price the commission around 20 to 25% higher than you would um, price other pieces that have already been created. But again, this goes back to if we already have a set price per square inch, then it eliminates any of the confusion when somebody asks for a commission because you're, you know, once you determine the size, let's say that they want a piece that is a 30 inch by 30 inch, then you already know what your price per square inch is for that size. Then you just take that price and then you add the percentage higher that you're choosing. So let's say that you charge 25% more for commissions. You just add that to the price. So having this price per square inch, again, is so much easier than if you were going to go back and let's just say, you know, to use the supply cost plus time. Because first of all, how do you decide how much paint you use for supply costs? Or, you know, it's just, it's just really difficult to do it in the other method. All right. So you've got your pricing and you feel confident about it. But how do you know when to raise your prices? Let's talk about that. So you want to raise your prices after you've seen consistent sales and you've had a hard time keeping up with the demand of your art. So when I say consistent sales, I don't mean that after you've had a, a few sales over the course of a month, uh, or maybe two months, you decide to raise them. So uh, what I've seen some artists do, and I, I have been tempted to do this myself, is that, you know, you sell one painting this month and you're so excited. And then like two weeks later, you sell another painting and you're like, holy shit. And maybe a few weeks later, you sell another one. And then it's kind of like, well, maybe, maybe it's time to raise my prices. I would suggest that you give it a little more time because again, you can always raise your prices, but you can't lower them. So if your uh, sales of your painting slow down, I don't want you to have any doubt in your mind that it was due to pricing. So give it just a, a little more time so that you know this is consistent, right? That you're having a hard time keeping up with the demand and these paintings are just, they're just blowing and going. And then when you are thinking, okay, it's time to raise them, how do you know how much to raise your prices? My recommendation is that you don't raise your prices any more than 10 to 20% at a time. And um, this goes back to, again, you can always raise, but you can never lower. And I want you to feel really, really confident as an artist that your, your pricing is spot on. Okay, I, just a few more final thoughts on pricing and I speak from experience on this, but watch, watch your tendency to discount your work um, just on a whim when nobody has asked for a discount um, or 
even worse, giving it away for free. And um, I, it reminds me of a story that I was working with a, an artist recently in, um, in my program, Art Biz for Rebels. And they were saying that a collector had reached out to them and wanted to come and see their work in person. And so they came and they looked at the work and they asked about the price and uh, the artist, I'm sure shaking in her boots, you know, gave them the price and, and they didn't buy it. All right. They said, let us think about it and we will let you know tomorrow. So of course she's thinking, well, maybe the price was too high. Well, or maybe I should have offered a discount. Well, the next day the collector called and said that they would take it. And they said explicitly that they were impressed that the artist did not just immediately offer a discount because it showed them that the artist believed in their work and they stood by it. So keep that in mind. Do not immediately offer a discount and worse yet, do not give it away for free because again, these are emotional responses to the price of the art and to what you're doing as an artist and go back to your price per square inch and stand by that. So also remember, you guys, there is a Q&A link in the show notes. So if you ever have any questions for me, be sure to go to that link in the show notes and ask me any questions that you might have. It doesn't have to be about pricing your art. Uh, but if you are ready to start pricing your art confidently and you want to know how to sell more art and make more money, there's so much that goes into this. Everything from, you know, uh, working with art consultants and, you know, how to use your email list, like so many different things. And I, that's why I created my program, The Art Biz for Rebels, because I want Every single artist out there who chooses to sell their art and who chooses to believe in themselves and make a living doing what they do, I want you to have this information. Um, there, you know, there is no secret handshake. I want you to know that this is something that you can do. But I will tell you that. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is not going to happen. If you want to shake things up and really start to sell your art, and um, and in the Arpus Rebels, I teach 16 different ways, not just you know how to apply to galleries and uh, how to work with art consultants. And I mean, 16 different ways to market your art. And I teach you all of the things that like major companies use to market. Um, I teach that because why should every other industry out there know how to sell their products, but artists not know. So that's what art is for rebels does for you. Um, also in the art biz, you can get downloads and you can get PDFs and worksheets and templates and also a private Facebook community that I am in and I'm active where I'm helping you out. So if this feels like something that you're ready to do for yourself, 
I would be honored and delighted to help guide you in your art business. Okay, thanks so much. I hope all of this information about pricing your art has been helpful. And if you have any questions, like I said, please be sure to go to the link in the show notes and you know ask away. I'm happy to answer them. Until next time, take good care of yourselves and each other. Yeah.